0: Welcome to Random Rambling and Rhetoric with T.J. Mercer. That's my T.T. And it's all powered by the Samsung Notes. Now, here's my T.T. I just loves me some porta-potties, said no one ever. I don't know about you, but the ickiest thing on the planet is when I am forced to use a porta potty. I try to hold my bladder until the last possible minute. And what about nasty public restrooms? Ew, public restrooms plus kids. Parents, what do you do as soon as you take them to a public bathroom? You make them hold up their hands and forbid them to touch anything. Then you get in the stall. There's no toilet paper or seat cover. You handle your business, come out, and then there's no soap or paper towels. Lord, how must Jesus is just not a good situation all around. Fortunately, though, fortunately, there's the restroom kit. A full bathroom solution the size of a lightweight deck of cards. A deck of cards, y'all. I keep one in my purse all the time just because it's complete with a full patented oversized toilet seat cover, enough toilet paper to cover the essentials, plus wet wipes for your tushy and your hands. The restroom kit is a don't leave home without a necessity for your road trips, you going camping, the beach, festivals, basically any restroom that ain't yours. Even that friend of yours who's cleaning is not their strong suit. You know what I mean? So, pop on over and visit the restroomkit.com. That's the restroom kit. Dot com. And when you use the code RAMBLINGS, R A M B L I N G S, you will get 15% off your purchase. So stop going to the bathroom without the full protection you need. Go get the restroom kit at therestroomkit.com. <laughs> all right so i want to make sure hey jamila dana hey mom dolly patrice i want to make sure y'all know what i need to know i don't have to say it y'all know what i need to know so i can get um i can get the other instagram going. all right jamila says she can hear and see me all right so let me get Instagram going. All right. I am TJ Mercer. It is day 24. Yo, who remembers? Who remembers? Hey, Miss T. Hey, Miss Mary. Who remembers day one, y'all? Like, who remembers day one? We're at day 24 of August Full of TJ and Jesus. I am TJ Mercer. I'm typically known as the walking exclamation point. Yes, Jamila, I am the master of acronyms. Bow down, bow down, bow down. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm the chief noisemaker of Media Mavericks Academy, which means I teach authors, experts, coaches, and entrepreneurs how to book themselves in the media without a celebrity, without being a, uh, without being a celebrity, and without having a publicist. And my media mavericks and I have appeared on ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Steve Harvey, Huffington Post, New York Times, New York Post, Washington Post, uh, Good Morning America, uh, CBS News, National. Like we all over the place because I'm a beast at what I do because I spent 25 years working in Hollywood. But this season for this season. I am all yours, my tea lights. I am your Moses for this season. For this season, God has sent me to come get you out of whatever Egypts you are in, whether it's the Egypt of laziness, complacency, depression. I have come to get you so that you can hook your train to my caboose and awaken the Peter inside of you so that we can... Take over the world for the kingdom. Our anchor scripture is Exodus 19 and three. Then Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, teach, this is what you ought to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you ought to tell the people of Israel. Teach, this is what you ought to say to Jamila, to Patrice, to Elsie, to mom, to uh, Miss Rochelle, to Miss Mary, to Audrey, to Yvette. This is what you are telling. So I've been telling y'all for 24 days. And today was a doozy. I couldn't really get clear. And uh, I really need you guys to pray for me as I finish this. So we finished strong, but my focus was all over the place. Like I just could not, my mind just kept going off in other places and I couldn't focus. And so the lesson took longer than I anticipated and God just did not give me a one letter of our acronym. And I'm like, yo, what's up, God? And he was like, uh, you haven't worked out. So, you know, you work out and then you go for a walk and that's when it all finishes. I'm like, oh, so you said want me to do that part? <laughs> so, cause this was, it was like six o'clock my time. I go live at 8.15 uh, PM Eastern. And so this is like six. And I'm like, so you want me to go ahead and do the full workout and go, you know, walk and whatnot. And I kid you not i kid you not about three minutes into the walk the letter came to me i was like god you got jokes you got jokes so uh with that said i think it's it's time for us to eat what y'all think is it time for us to eat um and i can't see the comments on my other device it's not repopulating hold on y'all let me see let me see, let me see, let me see what happens if I do that. Okay, it happens, it goes fine there. All right, uh, Patrice changed the banner. Oh, yeah, I thought it, I know I updated it. Okay, oops, good call. I must not have hit save. I gotta remember, I know, I changed that. Uh. Hold on. Good looking out. Good looking out. Y'all always covering your TJ. Good looking out. Okay. It should be right. Thanks, Patrice. (laughs) Patrice says, I can't. One Dr. Sandra fire last night. Patrice says, I can't take no more rest. i love it she was fire like she and what was i going to say oh that's the thing so nobody caught this so remember last night i said every day god has been uh expounding on the letters of purpose the acronyms of purpose so remember when i taught purpose just as the original lesson i was like yo i don't know how any of this gonna connect i just know i'm supposed to do it this way and then every day after that he would like take the letter and give me another acronym for that letter so for example i forgot what i was gonna say the pro- so one of the p's in purpose was process that it in, is indeed a process then he had me teach process and break that down and then process became the acronym so last night i was like oh i didn't hook it on to anything and i was wrong That nobody caught the e of purpose is energize your rest so we did do it it he did hook it last night was the e of purpose was energize your rest and i said uh, we called the message last night, get your rest up. But no one of y'all caught it when I said, Oh, I guess he's not gonna hook it to a purpose tonight, and none of none of y'all caught it. Y'all just let me be out there all wrong. Nobody caught it. Um, but yeah, she was fire. Oh my gosh, she was fire. Bird is already asking, can she come back and do a part two? So we'll see. We don't know what God is taking, taking us. So we'll we'll have to see. So with that said, with that said. Uh, let's eat. Y'all ready to eat? Let's eat. Let's go to Luke. Oh, and, uh, Patrice, tell Dana, we're going to be traveling tonight. Jamila, tell Miss Rochelle, we traveling tonight. Um, Lashinda, Tell Yvette we traveling tonight, so keep up, okay? We traveling. I'm setting that now. We traveling. Luke 22, 31 through 34. Okay, so this is a little different. We're going to read a whole bunch of scripture because I, I want you to see if you see the pattern. I want you to see if you pick up um if you pick up what i saw and start connecting the dots okay so luke twenty two thirty one 31 through 34 simon simon so peter 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 satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat satan's asking for you peter don't get it twisted. I'm setting the foundation now so you know he knows that you are the rock I'm supposed to build my church and so he coming for you, but I have pleaded in prayer for you. I didn't just go once. I was like begging God like don't not my Peter. don't let Satan get my Peter. But I pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. Not that you don't fail, but your faith don't fail. Because if your faith don't fail, you can get up because I built you resilience. So when you have repented, not if, when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brother. So when you get yourself together, as I know you will, tell the people, be there for the people. Peter said, Lord, I am ready to go do some time with you and even to die with you. And I've already established like, yeah, I, yeah, uh, I'm not your ride or die chick. Mm -mm, I'm your ride or rise chick. But Jesus said, Peter, let me tell you something, baby. I know you hype now, Peter, but you don't even, you don't even know what's coming. In fact, before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you even know me. And so when I first taught this, I said, that should have, like, been a trigger to Peter. Like, be on guard, dude. Like, this is Jesus telling you, you know, like the son of God. Uh, Where's it at caught to the banner alone? Oh, okay, that's fine, Patrice. I think as long as it makes sense, don't get caught slipping and end up home alone. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, so, but thank you. And so you would think that Jesus told Peter, dude, they're going to try to sift you. They're going to try to separate, Satan's going to try to separate each of you. Ah, I didn't see this. Okay, God, see, so you got jokes. I didn't see this today. Okay, I know where I'm headed. So, God I got jokes. <laughs> Okay. I didn't orchestrate this. It's like he told me what order to put it in. Now I'm catching it. Oh, it was rough today. Satan has asked to sift you. Somebody tell me what's the definition of sift. What's the definition of sift? We got to stop and deal with this. I'm sorry. We got to stop and deal with this because I I didn't see this today. Uh, I'm looking it up. So just roll with me because we, we, we just in the moment because I didn't see this. I didn't catch it today. Sift. Put a fine, or powdery substance through a sieve so as to remove lumps or large particles. Examine something thoroughly so as to ah, isolate that which is most important or useful. So basically what, ah, I'm sorry, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, cause I didn't see it. And I'm like, God, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I, okay. What Jesus basically warned Peter. He warned him. And I'm warning each of you. Satan has already asked to sift each of you, to isolate each of you, to separate each of you like wheat, but I pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your face should not fail. He's asked. He's already telling us he's coming to separate and isolate you. So pop over to Matthew 10. Jesus called his disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits. He gave them supernatural powers to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and and illnesses. Okay, he gave a supernatural power. Now, pop over to 12 and 46, Matthew 12 and 46. As Jesus was speaking to the crowd, his mothers and brothers stood outside, asking to speak to him. Someone told Jesus, Your mother and brothers are standing outside. They want to speak to you. Jesus asked, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he pointed to his disciples. If he pointed to his disciples, they're there with him and said, Look, these are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does the will of the father, of my father in heaven, is my brother and sister and mother. So hold on. I want to go back and look at something. Because like I, like I said, it, what is becoming a little clearer now. Okay. 17.1. Uh, Matthew 17.1. Six days later, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, and led them up a high mountain to be alone. So he's got together. There's together. There's Peter. There's James. There's John. Oops, I didn't change the screen for y'all. There's Peter. There's James. There's John. Pop over to Mark. 3.17. Uh, Actually, go up to uh, 14. Then he appointed 12 of them and called them his apostles. They were to accompany him and he would send them out to preach, giving them authority to cast out demons. These are the 12 he chose. James and John, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew. Oh, I skipped over Simon, sorry. Simon, James and John, Andrew, which is Peter's brother, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot and Judas Iscariot. They're all all there together that he appointed. Bounce over to Mark. 317, oh, we just said that, my bad. Mark 317, okay, so then Mark 6, 30 through 31. Actually, before we do that one, pop up to Mark 6, Mark 6 and 6. Then Jesus went from village to village teaching the people. And he called his 12 disciples together and began sending them out two by two. So when they were going out and preaching, they still had partnership. He was sending them out two by two, giving them authority to cast out evil spirits. So now pop down to 3031. The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves together to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone, alone together. So he's sitting them out two by two. He's taking Peter, James, and John up to to the mountain to pray. Are we seeing a pattern here? 8, Mark 8, 7. So this is where uh, he's feeding the, the he's making the miracle, of feeding all them people and thousands of people. Seven. A few small fish were found, too. So Jesus also blessed these and told the disciples to distribute them. So that once again, the disciples. The apostles, they're together. Participating with Jesus in what Jesus is doing. Mark 9, 31. Well, 30. Leaving that region, they traveled through Galilee. Jesus didn't want anyone to know know he was there. For he wanted to spend more time with his disciples and teach them. I love that. Because once again, we get to see the humanity of Jesus. He wanted to spend more time. Not he needed. He wanted to. So this must have been a tight crew. They liked being with each other. They knew they needed each other. This is who they were running with. So what he's doing is he's he's bonding them together for this common mission. John 2, 1 through 12. The next day, there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. It didn't say that they crashed the party. It it didn't say that they were just rolling through and happened to see a party going on and they just decided this looks fun jesus how about we you know pop up in there they were invited so how this crew got down people were welcoming them they they had to be some kind of fun so we're getting insight into Jesus' personality jesus and when i first mentioned this jesus hadn't done the miracle yet this is his first miracle so it wasn't like they were just trying to like have a celebrity come and be at they they wedding like yo have you heard about jesus of nazareth you know he be turning water into wine and whatnot So he was at my party. He only, he only charged me about 50 dineros or whatever the Greek money is. He only charged me that, you know, so uh, uh, y'all better roll through, get your little selfies because he's going to be in the house. That's not what happened here. The wine supply ran out during the festivities. So Jesus' mother told him they have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem. Jesus replied, my time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants do whatever he tells you I just read that because that's funny that's always funny to me like his it's like this is still his mother we got to remember this is still his mother Jesus told his mama uh that's not my problem my time has not come and she 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 didn't even acknowledge what he said she was just like I said what I said handle this and because she went on and told the servants do whatever he tells you I ain't paying no attention to him he know you know what time it is. I said what I said. Handle this. That you know that's a straight black woman move. Like I ain't even gonna acknowledge what you said. I'm gonna pretend. You know what? I, I'm gonna give you a pass for telling me no. Basically, so I'm gonna I'm gonna save you from yourself. I'm gonna I'm save you from yourself because you tripping. I just told you what to do. So I just read that part because that always cracks me up when I read that. Uh, Uh, John 4 and 1. Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptized and making more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself didn't baptize them, his disciples did. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. I don't know why I put that one there. Ignore that one, because I don't know why that's there. Go to 6, John 6, 60 through 70. Many of his disciples said, this is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining, so he said to them. And so in this case, remember I taught earlier that disciples are anybody who follow Jesus says, don't act up in front of company. Exactly. Beth says, don't want to knock you out in public. <laughs> um, but the apostles are the 12. The apostles are the people that the, the men that Jesus commissioned. So in this case, I want to di- differentiate that when he's talking about disciples, he's talking about anybody who's following him. So Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining. So he said to them, does this offend you? Then what will you think if you see the son of man ascend to heaven again? The spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. Dr. Sandra said that last night. If you feel ready, it's all you. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I've spoken to you are spirit and life. But some of you don't believe me. For Jesus knew from the beginning which ones who didn't believe. And he knew who would betray him. Then he said, that is why I said that people can't come to me unless the father gives them to me. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. And then Jesus turned to the 12, the apostles, and said, are you also going to leave? And guess who speaks up? Simon Peter replied. Where the heck are we going to go? you got the words that give eternal life we you see Peter speaking for the group we believe we know you are the holy one of God so when all the other disciples abandoned they stayed together as a group and Simon Peter stepped forward and spoke in the we we ain't going nowhere Mark 14, 43 through 50. And immediately, even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the 12 disciples, apostles, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs, and they had been sent by the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders. The traitor, Judas, Judas, had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. Then you can take him away under guard. As soon as they arrived, Judas walked up to Jesus. Rabbi, yo, what's up? And gave him the kiss. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword. We already know who that is, Peter. And struck the high priest slave, slashing off his ear. Jesus asked him, ask them, am I so dang- Am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there among you teaching every day. Every day I was there, y'all saw me. But these things are happening to fulfill what the scriptures say about me. 50, then all his disciples deserted him and ran away. What did Jesus tell Peter at the Last Supper? Satan has asked if he could sift you. What does 50 say? Then all of his disciples deserted him, isolated, and ran away. Luke 22, 54 through 62. So it's a repeat of the scene. I want to look at it from this angle though. So they arrested him and led him to the high priest's home. So mind you, remember everybody has scattered and Peter followed at a distance because that's his Jesus. The guards lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat around it and Peter joined them there. A servant girl noticed him in the firelight. And began staring at him. Finally, she said, "This man was one of Jesus' followers." Peter denied it. Woman, I don't even know him. After a while, someone else looked at him and said, "You must be one of him." "No, nah, man, I'm not," Peter retorted. About an hour later, someone else. So when I first taught this, we talked about there is some space of time. It ain't even triggering to Peter. There's some time that's passing that is still not hitting him. And the thing is, Jesus never told him really how he was going to deny him. So I don't know. Maybe Peter thought it was going to come in a different direction. But Jesus warned him. He warned him about being isolated. Isolated and being sifted from his boys. About an hour later, someone else insisted, this must be one of them because he's Galilean too. And Peter said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. 61, that's the the most devastating. Remember, I couldn't even make it through this when I was teaching this. At that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Suddenly, the Lord's words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. And Peter left the courtyard weeping bitterly. And when I first taught this, we talked about have you ever just done something that's so horrible that there's so much shame? And there's guilt and you're trying to process and you racking your brain around it. It happens and you were warned, don't do it this way. Don't do it this way. But you, you got cocky. You got caught slipping. And so that this moment... Jesus turns, Jesus hears the crow. In other versions, not the crow, the rooster. In other versions, it talks about the rooster crow the first time Peter said it, the rooster crow. It says the rooster was gonna crow three times and I forget if it's either Matthew or Mark. And that moment of Peter realizing, not only did I do exactly what Jesus predicted that I was gonna deny my savior, but I did it and he looking dead at me. so i submit to you and we know it had to go down like this for the scriptures to be fulfilled but y'all know how my mind works so i'm i'm working on different what if scenarios jesus had walked with them for 3 years having them bond Having them form this brotherhood, which I'm sure they fought. But it was one of those things that, okay, I can talk about my brother. But ain't nobody outside of this going to talk about my brother. We already know how James and John, they were sons of thunder. So we already know how they got down, right? We already know what it looks like when they get involved. They earned their name, Sons of Thunder. But Peter got caught slipping. And remember it said they scattered, they deserted. So they lost their bond. And so I'm wondering, like even Jesus had sent them out two by two. So they had partners. When he did ministry, they would he paired them up. But it was Satan's job to sift them. And so I'm wondering if Peter had his partner, Andrew. If, if Andrew had been with Peter, would Andrew have been able to stop? Like, yo, did you hear that? That was the rooster. Remember Jesus was talking about the rooster. Yo, you just told that girl, you didn't know Jesus. Dude, what's up? You tripping. But instead, Peter got caught slipping. And he got caught out there alone. Without his boys. So what happens? when you get caught out there alone what happens when you get caught slipping and you've let the devil sift you one of the things that happens is you start amplifying your negative thoughts cuz there's no nobody there to counter and say you tripping Remember that you don't want to dude. that. Ain't, that ain't what you want. You don't want that cost. You don't want to pay that cost. There's no one to counter all the negative stuff. You're going to tell yourself that it's impossible. there's no way I can do that. I'm not qualified for this. And then You L, you lose your accountability partners and your cheerleaders. That person that's there that could have pulled on Peter's coattail and was like, yo, uh uh-uh, no, 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 listen, that ain't what you want. And at the same time, when you get so alone, And you get caught at that. Now, we're not talking about the the kind of solitude that we talked about last night with Dr. Sandra. We're talking about that alone where Satan has come and worked your mind. And so your cheerleaders are not even there to celebrate you, to hype you up. You don't have your hype man anymore. You don't have that person to say, you know what, we're going to get up at five o'clock every morning and we're going to pray. You don't have that person to say, I'll meet you at the gym at seven because we're going to hold, we got these, we got booty goals, booty game strong. Y'all see me hashtagging that. And some people don't need accountability partners in that area. Whatever accountability partner you need, don't get caught slipping alone. And if you hadn't figured it out, this is the R of purpose. Resist the temptation for independence. I think that's what it was, right? Resist the temptation to be independent. That was the R of purpose. So God is still, he's hooking it together. If you walk this thing along, sin Comes into play when there's no accountability. And when there's no accountability, you're going to oh open the door for Satan to have action at you. He got you now. There are some things I'm just not going to do because I don't want to have to explain it. To the people I'm accountable to. I'll get ready to do it. Like you know what? Mm, yeah, I gotta tell. I explain that to my mama. And I explain that to my sister. And I don't even want to see the look on their face. I don't want to see the look that Jesus gives Peter, or the look that Peter interprets that Jesus gives. So there's certain sin I, I ain't just gonna. It ain't. It ain't gonna happen. Cause I, I I no I don't want to explain this to Wanda Jean Triggs Mercer, so I ain't even gonna go down that path. But when you isolate and you get alone, and again I'm not talking about the lone that the 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 God led isolation. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the alone of when Satan has worked you. And either you got that secret sin that you want to do that nobody, you know, will find out unless you tell him. He got you. He got action at you. And he'll start convincing you the same way he tried to come at Jesus. Did God really say. You're supposed to keep your last clothes until marriage. Well, you're going to get married to him anyway, so you might as well. Did God really say that? Oh, I'm sorry, that was too much true. Okay, we're supposed to be having an adult conversation. Okay, let me let me let me switch and come up with another example. Did God really say that uh uh you ain't supposed to steal, so even fudging your taxes? Did God really say that? But if you don't have accountability partners and you just sitting there in your house. With your negative thoughts being amplified, and you've lost your, your cheerleaders who are your hype men to, to keep you on the right road, you just open the door. Let's go over 2 Samuel 11. In the spring of the year, when kings normally go out to war, David got caught slipping. Just pick it up right there. When kings normally go out to war, he wasn't in position. David sent Joab and the Israelite army to fight the Ammonites. They destroyed the Ammonite army and laid siege to the city of Rabbah. However, David stayed behind in Jerusalem. So normally kings are out to war in the spring of the year. Late one afternoon after his midday rest, David got out of bed and was walking on the roof of the palace. As he looked out over the city, he noticed a woman of unusual beauty. She was exotic, taking a bath. He sent someone to find out who she was and he was told she is Bathsheba. Didn't nobody check him. Negative thoughts are there. He could have walked away. He could have sent someone to put up a barrier. She is Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Then David sent messengers to get her. And when she came to the palace, those amplified negative thoughts with no accountability, he slept with her. She had just completed the purification rites after having her menstrual period. Then she returned home. Later, when Bathsheba discovered that she was pregnant, She sent David a message saying, yo, you knocked me up. Then David sent word to Joab, send me Uriah the Hittite. Oh, this ain't going to end well. So Joab sent him to David. Now, had he been where he was supposed to be in the spring of the year out to war, When Uriah Uriah arrived, David asked him how Joab and the army were getting along and how the war was progressing. Then he told Uriah, go on home and relax. Have some special fellowship with your wifey. David even sent a gift to Uriah after he had left the palace. Mm, That conscious dude, nobody around checking him. Dude, that that ain't the move. But Uriah didn't go home. Ah, so your honor... Uriah's honor, he slept that night at the palace entrance with the king's palace guard. And when David heard that Uriah had not gone home, he summoned him and asked, what's the matter? Why not you go home last night and get a little special fellowship last night after being gone away for so long? Uriah replied, the ark and the armies of Israel and Judah are living in tents and Joab and my master's men are camping in the open fields. How could I go home to wine and dine and sleep with my wife? I swear I would never do such a thing. Woo, so you got honor. Well, stay here today. David told him, you do. You messing up the plan like, yo, your loyalty is. A, uh, <sighs> you messing up the plan. Well, stay here today, David told him, and tomorrow you may return to the army. So Uriah stayed in Jerusalem that day and the next. Then David invited him to dinner and got him drunk. But even then, he couldn't get Uriah to go home to his wife. Again, he slept at the palace entrance with the king's palace guards. So the next morning, David wrote a letter to Joab. Yo, you just escalated this to nuclear and gave it to Uriah to deliver. He sent his death sentence with the dude, the letter. If that ain't none straight Satan move. Come on, y'all. That's a straight Satan move. So the next morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and gave it to Uriah to deliver. That's cold-blooded. The letter instructed Joab, station Uriah on the front lines where the battle is fiercest. Then pull back so that he will be killed. So Joab assigned Uriah to a spot close to the city wall. Ain't nobody checking David. Where he knew the enemy's strongest men were fighting. And when the enemy soldiers came out of the city to fight, Uriah the Hittite was killed. Along with several other Israelite soldiers. So just, just. Sin on top of sin. Like, we just gonna keep doing more sin to cover up the sin. Then Joab sent a battle report to David. He told his messenger, Report all the news of the battle to the king, but he might get angry and ask, Why did the troops get so close to the city? Didn't they know there would be shooting from the walls? And wasn't an Abalek's son of Gideon killed at Thebes by a woman who threw a milestone down, a millstone down on him from the wall? Why would you get so close to the wall? Then tell him Uriah the Hittite was killed too. Save the best news for last, apparently. So the messenger went to Jerusalem and gave them a complete report to David. The enemy came out against us in the open fields, he said. And as we chased them back to the city gate, the archers on the wall shot arrows at us. Some of the king's men were killed, including Uriah the Hittite. Well, tell Joab not to be discouraged. Faker, ugh. David said, the sword devours this one today and that one tomorrow. Fight harder next time and conquer the city while I'm sitting in my palace, not being where I'm supposed to be. So my thoughts are being amplified. I have lost my accountability partners. So I now have opened the door for Satan to have action at me. So I slept with somebody else's wife and then I'm going to set him up to be killed because he had the nerve to have loyalty to me and have honor, okay? Uh, When Uriah's wife heard that her husband was dead, she mourned for him. When the period of mourning was over, David sent for her and brought her to the palace and she became one of his wives. Then she gave birth to a son, but the Lord, you don't wanna hear that. The Lord was displeased with what David had done. Y'all, I wrote a whole book on something that God has shown me and I've never seen it. Um, anybody talk about this situation from the angle that God gave me one night at three o'clock in the morning. I was at my friend Wes's house and I, God had me get up and go outside and sit around his um, fire pit. And for the next three hours, I poured out a book that God still has, has yet to let me release. But I went to a couple of my Bible scholars and told them and they were like, yo, I have never in my whole life heard it from that angle. So I'm excited when God tells me release that; it's going to change the game. So anyway, let's go to 12. So the Lord sent Nathan the prophet to tell David this story. Uh Oh, here come his accountability partner. There were two men in a certain town. One was rich and one was poor. The rich man owned a great many sheep and cattle. The poor man owned nothing, but one little lamb he had bought and he raised that little lamb and it grew up with his children and it ate from the man's own plate and drank for his cup. Ew! It cuddled it in his arms like a baby daughter. One day a guest arrived at the home of the rich man, but instead of killing an animal from his own flock or herd, he took the poor man's lamb and killed it and prepared it for his guest. David was furious! As surely as the Lord lives, he vowed, any man who would do such a thing deserves to die. He must repay four lambs to the poor man for the one he stole and for having no pity. <laughs> then Nathan said to David, dude, are you so blind? Like seriously? You are a dude. The Lord God of Israel says, I anointed you king of Israel. You didn't even earn it. You didn't even come from royalty. I gave you all of this. And I saved you. How many times were you on the run from Saul and I saved your butt? I gave you your master's house and his wives and the kingdoms of Israel and Judah. And if if that had not been enough, I would have given you much, much more. Why? Why? Why then have you despised the word of the Lord and done this horrible deed? For you have murdered Uriah the Hittite with the sword of the Ammonites and stolen his wife. From this time on, your family will live by the sword because you have despised me. O Lord, I just never want to, God to ever tell me you've despised me by taking Uriah's wife to be your own. This is what the Lord says because of what you have done. I will cause your own household to rebel against you. I will give your wives to another man before your very eyes. Like you will have to sit and watch it. I'm going to make you watch me hand over your wives. And he will go to bed with them in public view. You spotted Bathsheba in public view. Watch me. You did it secretly. Hmm. But I'll make this happen to you openly in the sight of all Israel. Then David confessed to Nathan. Yeah, I did it. I got caught slipping. I've sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, yes, but the Lord has forgiven you and you won't die for this sin. Nevertheless, because you have shown utter contempt for the word of the Lord by doing this, your child will die. David got caught slipping and literally oh I didn't even hit, it didn't even dawned on me when I came up, when God gave me the title, I'm saying, came up with it myself, I ain't that smart. David literally was home alone. Yo, that's so dope, that's how dope God is. I'm telling you, he just dropped the title on my spirit. I wasn't making no connections until now, but David was literally home alone with his negative thoughts that was contrary to him being living up to the moniker, man, after God's own heart. Nathan went around ain't nobody checking him. So there's no accountability. And so he opened up the doors to Satan to have action at him. The other thing that will happen when you get caught slipping at home alone, you end up negating Ecclesiastes 4, verses 9 through 12. This is, again, going with the R of purpose. Resist the temptation to be independent. And I think that's where we talked about how culture has made us, made it um, a bad word to be needy. Don't you think David needed some accountability partners? Don't you think Peter needed his boy to be like, hold up, Peter. Did you hear the crow? Why do I keep calling it a crow? Did you hear the rooster? Two people are better off than one. That's scriptural, y'all. So that whole needy thing, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. We've already talked about the assignment that God gives you. You're going to need people. To succeed. Because if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls, there's that word, alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? Except if you got a weighted blanket. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three, hold up. Three, Peter, James, and John. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. So can we just agree to do away with this thing? I don't need nobody. I got this. I hate seeing those statuses, those posts. Ain't none of that scriptural. It just clearly says two are better than one, but three is better. So when you get caught slipping home alone, it starts telling your mind, I don't need nobody. I got this. When you're feeling rejected and your friends are not coming through and they, they're not returning the calls, you'll start slipping into, well, I don't need them anyway. Yes, you do. I've been real clear. I need y'all. Can y'all, y'all are saving my poor mama from having to take all of this in. My mother, my friends, I'm probably the most hype out of all of them. So essentially, they are the string to my helium balloon. They keep me grounded because I can come up with some doozies. I will go to the extreme of my thinking. If somebody is not there to go, listen, T, 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 girl, you're overwhelming yourself. You ain't thinking clearly. Go take a nap. You're sleepy. Just go take a nap. And you got to be careful because the Satan wants to sift you. That's what he wants to do. If he gets you alone, he can start playing with your mind. And you forget that, yes, you need somebody. Somebody. There's no shame in wanting to have companionship. There's no shame in wanting to be in love or or wanting to love and be loved, to know and be known. There's no shame in that because it's scriptural. Two people are better than one. So the last letter, E. You get caught slipping that long, you're going to experience more setbacks, delays, and detours than necessary. I'm in a situation right now where God specifically told me, you let your mind take you out of position. And so this situation could have been resolved a long time ago, but you let your ego get you out of position. So that direct shot you had, you've now had to take a detour. Because you let Satan amplify your negative thoughts. You ignored your accountability of partners. So you opened the door for Satan and you, you forgot that the assignment that I gave you requires people. Certain people that I've equipped to help you with this. So then you, you, you negated that two are better than one. And so as a result, you experienced a setback. You experienced a delay that didn't have to be. But you got caught slipping. and You got caught home alone. So again, you get caught slipping at home, alone. Satan will amplify your negative thoughts because there's nobody to counter. Girl, you tripping. You'll lose your accountability partners and cheerleaders. You open the door for Satan to have action at you. You totally negate. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, 4, 9 through 12 like that doesn't even exist in the word. And then E, you experience more setbacks, delays, and detours than would have been necessary. That's my heart for tonight. That's my heart. Hmm. Was it helpful? Because I struggled (laughs) trying to put it together, but God did his thing. I think. Was it helpful? Camille, was it helpful? Needless. Did it land? Melissa says. I'm all in her house today. (laughs) God invited me in. God invited me in. Elsie says, indeed, indeed. Patrice says, I'm going to lay my head on his chest. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Deborah says, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, good. So let's pray. Lord God, you are, j- hey, my Ashanti, I didn't see you. Hi, honey. Um, you are just good. You better than good. You gooder than good. You are just amazing. Even when I struggle, God, and I, I don't even feel like, like this ain't hitting, but it's what you're telling me. It still hits and it lands. It lands where it needs to. So, Lord God, I pray that with every single tea light here, with Dolly and Lashenda and Audrey and Terrell, Tish in her absence, Patrice, my mom, Lynn, Bert, Elsie. I'm, I'm praying, Lord God, that they're very mindful of the difference between solitude ordained by you in isolation, ordained by the enemy to sift them, to get in their heads, to play mind games, to sabotage them, them. I know firsthand how Satan is so darn subtle that you don't even see the move going down. So my prayer Lord is that their discernment radar is turned up, it's amplified so that they can see the moves going down before he makes them and they're, they're in tune to it. So if nothing else, they don't get caught slipping home alone. And if they leave, their, they'll leave a key under the mat of the house so their trusted friend can let themselves in when they, they've been gone too long and they can go and check them and go get them So they don't experience all these delays and setbacks and detours that are unnecessary. That it doesn't prevent them from getting to the promise that you ordained for them before they even inhaled their first breath. I pray Lord for peace tonight as they lay with this and they process this. And I'm praying Lord, as I'm seeing the request that that people need a crew. So I'm praying God that you start making moves so that they can get those two to three people who as my friend says is the keeper of my secrets that they know that they'll take the secrets to the grave lord god there's there are secrets that my ex-husband has that, that nobody will ever 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 know about because i'm committed to being that kind of person that has your essence and you are the biggest keeper of our secrets and you keep our secrets, but then you redeem our secrets. So I thank you, Lord God. I thank you for tonight. We're on the countdown, God. is my prayer Lord that I handle the next seven days as you tie all of this together, that I handle the next seven days with such reverence and such intensity and such clarity that is crystal clear of what is the point. Why you've assembled this particular group of tea lights together for this season, for these 31 days of them showing up every day. So as we count down starting tomorrow with seven more days, I pray, Lord, that the closet be a place of illumination for me. And that I handle your word as you would have me handle it. We love you, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. What lit chicks had to say? Did God tell you that we're going to have a September full of TJ and Jesus? Yes. Y'all should be sick of me. Uh, no, he didn't. I'm hoping he lets me actually go back to work. Um, Jamila says, love those glasses. Oh, speaking of, okay, so y'all know uh, two, two Fridays ago, y'all convinced me, some of y'all convinced me to do like a TJ after dark to open up my my gifts I bought from Samsung for myself. Well, I thought about y'all. So y'all know I love glasses. You know, glasses is my brand, glasses is my thing. So I found this new spot. I'm not really ready to tell y'all because I want to try myself to make sure they live up to the quality that I want. But uh, I went a little crazy because I haven't really bought glasses in years. Um, and my prescription really has not changed in probably 18, 19 years. So I that's why you know I easily collect glasses. But look at what came today. Oh, look at what claim today. These are glasses. I went a little crazy as a gift to myself. So I'm thinking I may I may hold on and not open them um, because y'all seem to, some of you who joined us that day, y'all seem to have enjoyed the shenanigans of me opening um those gifts so i when it came today i was going i started see i started opening and then i was like okay this may be fun for them to see the the new glasses that i got um uh yeah i went a little overboard but when i tell y'all about the site you know once once i just make sure it's up to par when i tell you all about the site you're gonna see you know why is this many so if y'all want we'll do that uh either Friday or Saturday, I'll post that. And I won't, I won't tear these open. I won't tear these open until then. Um, No, come here. I'm not going to do it tonight. I'm going to do it on Friday where, you know, it's the weekend and people are, you know, laughing and all that kind of stuff. So I'll do it Friday night probably because Saturday is when we do uh, the spill the tea. So I'll probably do it Friday night. Uh, So y'all just say a prayer that I don't, I'm going to hide it from myself. So Patrice, don't let me forget. Because I'm gonna hide them for myself. Okay. I'm gonna hide them for myself. Uh no, these weren't Z little Camille. I found another one. I, that's why I'm like, let me let me just make sure you know they're up to par. So um uh I'm gonna hide them for myself so I won't be tempted and looking at them. So Patrice, don't let me forget that I said I would do this on Friday night. Okay, so don't let me forget. Yvette, I know ain't gonna let me forget. Uh, did I start the countdown? Yeah, no, I not know. Did I start the countdown? All right, in 10. Nine, eight. I'm excited, y'all. I at least want to see one pair. Like these are when y'all see these, y'all gonna be like, yeah, I would probably never wear those, but those are so duh. They're those are so TJ. Like I showed a shot, I showed one of them to my sister um when I sent her the picture. And she was like, I wouldn't be caught dead in those, but yep. That is, that's my sister. That's, that she's going to wear those and she's, she's going to make it work. Um, so, uh, five, I don't know where I am. Four. (laughs) I'm excited. I really want to open them, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I love you too. Lipstick chatter. Three. I love y'all. Thanks for making me smile. Two. One. I'll see you tomorrow. I think, I think we got two more days before we turn the corner. I think. Cause I know what I'm teaching tomorrow, at least unless God changes it. And then I know what I'm supposed to teach on Wednesday, which is the last day we should be turning the corner. So I don't know. Just say a prayer for you girl. All right. Bye. Well, that's it. Hopefully you enjoy what my T.T. share with you. And like she always says, let's go out and make guys smile. And don't forget to hug somebody. It's Two Mercer signed off now. See y'all later. <coughs>